0: A new report graded the retirement systems of countries across the world, and America earned a C+. Coming up on today's show, how can you build an A-plus retirement plan? Don't wanna miss it. Welcome in to Sound
1: Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. Welcome on into the show. The show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And by the way, Ben and Matt are both fiduciaries. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor because they have to have the best interest of you, their client. And each week we talk about things we know that you're really interested in as you move into retirement whether it's wealth accumulation asset protection long-term care strategies tax minimization strategies and so much more so let's welcome Ben and Matt in on this veterans day hey guys how are we doing today doing great how are you hey gary i'm doing good so a salute to my brother who was a, a marine and mm-hmm. um, he he served for 5 years and he didn't get to go he didn't go overseas he was reserved, but Nevertheless he was serving our country and my dad who joined the marines on December 7th 1941 right after Pearl Harbor uh, was attacked and he mm. uh, uh, he was in Hawaii and Guam and uh, saw some action but you know Thank God he made it home safe, and to all the veterans out there, we we salute them today. All right, well, guys.
0: And, and Gary, I need to I need to correct something you just said. What you I said think? that your brother was a Marine.
2: Oh, oh,
1: that's and, right. Because
2: once a Marine, always and a Marine.
1: There, there's no was here. That's <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. He is still a Marine. That's right. You're absolutely right. You got that right, guys. All right. So let's get into today's show. The 2023 Mercer CFA Institute Global Pension Index recently rated retirement income systems across the world by using the weighted average of adequacy, sustainability, and integrity of the systems. Easy for me to say. Uh, The U.S. earned a C-plus with a 63 out of 100 possible points, an overall ranking of 22 out of 47 countries included in the study. The U.S. previously earned a C-plus in the Institute's 2022 study. Uh, First of all, uh, how is a C plus? You get sixty three out of one hundred. how's that a C plus? Number one, yeah. Is this rated on a curve? <laughs> right, and, uh, yeah, a sixty three percent. C plus. <laughs> and number two uh, takes me back to my high school days, so it's all good. Yeah. Anyway, but seriously, this is not so. Uh, this is not so high. What do you guys think about this?
0: I think there is a couple areas that are involved with this. Uh, I think the the leaving of the pensions over the last couple of generations plays a role in this. And so the number one factor involved with the U.S. getting a C plus was uh, failing to plan for retirement. And it, it makes sense. You know, when you're living, you're living your life, you've got a lot of things coming at you and you're, you know, starting your careers, you're starting to develop up. Retirement planning doesn't typically top the list when you're just trying to make ends meet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, it's it's a, a uniquely a unique challenge that the U.S. has, where a lot of these other areas don't, uh, and then Social Security not paying as much as uh, other countries might—that will play a role as well. But of course, the taxation ends up being a bit lower in the U.S. too. So you know, there's a balance here, but it all comes down to having a focus on that retirement date, being able to
2: plan for what that inevitability is going to look like. Yeah, you know, when when I when when I saw this, I, I was curious to see. I'd like to compare with the other countries as well, how much people are having to budget for medical, you know, when you, when you're planning for retirement and how much you need to live on, um, I'm curious how our medical system stacks up to others financially as well. I'm not making right. a judgment call on, you know, if you're out there listening right now and you swing right or swing left in your voting yeah. and what you think about socialized
1: medicine. I, I'm just saying I wonder if that's a piece of it. I'm sure it all
0: is. Well, you know, uh, it's,
1: it's interesting, sure guys. Sure. I, I did look this up. I did download the study and uh, the top three, I didn't go through the whole thing, the top three countries are Nordic countries. It was Netherlands yeah. and Finland oh. and Sweden, probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, those, I mean, they have totally different government structures. Is correct?
0: Well, it's completely different from uh, w- what's expected from workers and also from retirement side. So I actually have a buddy of mine who lived in Sweden for two years mm-hmm. He as was part of Microsoft. And so he went over there, brought his kids over and, you know, was going for an experience. And he was saying that it's significant taxation, a whole bunch of taxes coming out when it comes to, to Sweden, but everything is essentially included. You've got socialized medicine coming into play and at retirement that there's not a huge need for for saving as the the government evidently takes care of you more. Uh, and, and so that, that's a trade-off. You know, if you end up having, you're working, making ends meet, going paycheck to paycheck, but you get to retirement and you're completely covered in retirement, of course, that's going to have a higher rating on this type right. of scale than yeah. the US, yeah. which is, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Now, again, not saying that one is better than the other, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. saying that one has Has different opportunities than the other. And what that really means is coming down here, you know, so he moved back over into Washington with Microsoft and had an instant pay raise with the same job and the same salary. But what do you do with that pay raise? Well, you need to cover yourself for what that future ends up looking like. And I think that that's the connective tissue that gets missed is that, yeah, we have a good system here for commerce, but you need to make sure that you are planning for what that retirement's going to be. And you're setting this money aside and intelligently investing it. Yeah, sure. interesting.
1: It's not apples to apples. That's that's for sure. You know, I'm on that. Uh, I want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. want to thank you for joining us. Spending part of your weekend, your Saturday morning here on Veterans Day, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And Ben Coval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time. And let's talk about the next uh, part of this uh, segment here, guys. Uh, another important study to address quickly came in the form of data from Aon Consulting Group, which found that Americans aged 55 to 64 have a medium before-tax income of $82,000 and $185,000 in their retirement accounts, which is 2.3 times their income. And this sets the stage for the findings on folks that are in the retirement Red zone. What do you guys think of this?
2: Yeah, this consulting group estimated that folks nearing retirement need eight times their annual income in order to maintain their standard living uh, in retirement. And and as you mentioned before, what they're really finding on average is folks between 55 and 64 having about 2.3 times their income. Now, of course, this is on average. I mean, how much do you need? How much is your income? What's the cost of living where you happen to retire at? How are you investing those funds? How are you investing those funds? And and uh, you know, what is your standard of living right now? And does ought that change? You know, in, in your retirement. So what what I found really interesting is as they got older uh, and there's less time to make changes, that that figure goes up. So the same group found that that figure jumps to over 11 times. Uh, folks' annual income uh, is needed in the retirement once they hit the age of sixty-seven, and 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 really it comes down for them to a dollar amount. They found that the average American household needs almost a half a million more dollars in their retirement than what they have right now on average. Now, I I don't like round numbers like that, because again, everybody needs something different based on them. It's not a cookie cutter. Uh, But one thing that tells me is the earlier you begin to think about this, and this isn't anything new, uh, the better off you are, right? If we can, this is one reason why I think we talk a lot about the red zone here on on, on the show. And I love it when people come and sit down with me and they've got five to 10 years out from retirement because we can see where they're at and we can still make progress from now to retirement and actually be able to get them to where they need to get. So it's one of those things where, gosh, it's, it's never too early to start looking.
0: Well, and it changes. the The scope of this whole conversation needs to change. When you're in your 20s, yeah, you need to take charge of these funds because compounding is a wonder of the world, right? So as much as you can put into retirement vehicles... You have the compounding effect that's going to help significantly, even though you are making less money than you will when you're, you know, 50. But throwing it and just making sure you have the right time horizons, that you have the proportional equities that you need for be able for long-term growth. But as you start getting closer to 40, 50, it starts to become less of a out there nebulous thing. You need to have retirement as a firm. You know, this is what I'm trying to achieve now. Yeah. And your overall investment strategy needs to change accordingly. And so I always like to call it the light at the end of the tunnel is when we start talking with clients and we start saying, OK, this is what your income needs to look like by the point you hit retirement. This is what you need to do in terms of making that money work for you and how much you need to save and all of this. Then the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't need to change based on the market whims, based on interest rate changes, that type of thing. So there are solutions to this. It just involves significantly more planning than if you are in a country where they're going to be completely taking care of you for you know, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And so you know, when it comes to what Matt and I do, how we specialize, we only talk with retirees or people within about 10 years of retirement. So we focus on the light at the end of the tunnel conversation. What does the income need to look like? What do we need to do now if you're not retired yet? Or how do we structure your income if you are currently retired? How do we minimize the taxation of that income, which is a huge missing piece that I typically find. A lot of times advisors will just say, hey, draw 4% from your asset base every year and you'll, you'll be fine. Well, I don't like that income draw, as anybody who's listened to the show knows. But I also don't like the fact that it is generalizations for taxes taking 4% from what 4% from all of your accounts One of them might be capital gain exposed. What about your Roth? How are you going to use that? So where are you drawing money and and how inflation will impact that income draw is going to have a massive impact for what your retirement might look like So if you're listening and thinking well, I'm not exactly sure how this light at the end of the tunnel is going to work for me Or I don't know how my income is going to affect the taxes or when to draw from different accounts shoot us a call. Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open during these radio shows to be able to have completely complimentary one-on-one meetings with clients to know what does this look like for you? What is your retirement scope? What's the income that you can expect? And this is meeting with Matt and myself. This isn't going to be with any of the other employees. It's one of us that will sit down either virtually or in the office to go through your scenario and see if there's something that you can do that's going to be better for for what your longevity is going to look like. Now, when you shoot us a call, I don't have my uh, employees work on the weekends. for of course matt and gary but uh leave us a message we'll call you back first thing monday and we'll get you scheduled for
1: that meeting 87-249-6900. no cost or no obligation call right now we still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week you deserve a more confident plan to retire retire stress-free peace of mind starts by picking up the phone and punching those numbers in 877-249-6900. We are going to take a short break, be back with more of Sound Path to Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next, guys?
2: Why settle for a C-plus when you can earn an A-plus? When we come back, we're offering several key things that you can do now to help you build an A-plus retirement from scratch. So stick around.
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me each week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberg, and the show is Sound Path to Retirement. And again, thank you for joining us. Both Ben and Matt are producer, very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor because they have to have the best interest of their clients by law. And we talk about retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, long-term care, tax minimization strategies, and we'll get to these uh, tips today. We're going to cover a lot of these. Okay, so now that we know what you're up against covering some of the retirement headlines, we are covering 10 keys to building an A-plus retirement plan to solidify the A-plus score. And we do have a bonus tip at the end. We're ready to dive in. All right, guys, I'll start with the first one, and we can go from there budgeting wisely, creating a spending plan. I Did I use the B word, the budget word? Oh, boy. Yeah, well, it's okay. We, we called it a spending plan, too. So go ahead, guys.
2: Yeah, the B word's never fun on our show. No. Nope. Uh, but, but it is so vital. It is so vital. It It's crucial to develop a retirement budget or a spending plan. I, I like that those words better, Gary. Um, You know, when you sit down and you look into retirement, uh, we've said this many weeks, m- Often people haven't played with a budget in years, you know, they're, they're retiring at the top of their game, they're, they're making the best money they've ever made. And, and sometimes you think of budgeting is what you did back right after college. Um, but it's so important in retirement, because spending patterns change. Um, and and it's it's hard if you haven't thought about it in a while because well you've never been retired before so what will life look like in retirement are you traveling um, as you get you know later in life what will med- medical bills look like uh, do you go from two cars to one car are you going to downsize your home are you going to move someplace warmer and the cost of living is different all of these things come into account. We look for what your monthly income needs to be. And this is the reason why Ben and I, we always start with income planning when we sit down to meet with folks. Um, some, some folks want to jump right into investment planning. What are the top three investments I should do? And we think, well, let's start with what you need and where you need to get to. And then from there, we can backtrack and we can fill in the right investments to get you there. But let's start with the plan and it all starts with income. So it's it's something that, uh, you know, no one wants to talk about, but that budget and that spending plan is absolutely vital.
0: Well, and this is where some people come to us with different spots. So some people come to us with a budget, right? And mm-hmm. they'll say, this is how much I spend per month and whatever the case might be. Yeah. Other people will say, look, I just spend whatever's available to me. Mm-hmm. And that's where this difference is, is a budget is important if you need to make sure that you're going to be covering all of your you know, XYZs. If you're sitting there and you're like, I don't have a mortgage, I'll just spend whatever comes in. I don't have really big ticket fixed expenses. Well, that's where a spending plan can come into play. Yeah. Well, this is how much money you're going to get. So, you know, spend it accordingly type of thing. Now, the second one is building an emergency fund. And, you know, this one's pretty self-explanatory. You want to make sure that you have money that's available for these one-offs, you know, a roof repair, water heater break, car repairs, whatever the case might be, and not have it negatively impact what the income structure is going to look like for you. But another thing to keep in mind is an emergency fund is another thing that is very different in retirement than it was while you're working. You know, a lot of people, when they were working, you want to have a three or six month emergency fund, right? Three or six months worth of your expenses. And the reason being is that if you lose your job, you want to have some time to find another job and be able to tread water for a little bit. In retirement, it's not that you're going to be looking for another job. Your emergency fund isn't covering three or six months worth of expenses. Your emergency fund is just what is a comfort level for you to be able to have these emergencies uh, taken care of. So uh, you have to kind of switch your thinking on an emergency fund once you get to retirement.
1: So you're saying, yeah. Ben, you don't need as much as you retire as when you're uh, working in the fear of losing your job. Is that right? Not necessarily. Okay. So I
0: have some clients that will come to me and say, I need $200,000 in an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what in the world type of emergency are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> it, It's 200000 is a whole lot of money to have access to at the drop of a, of a hat. Sure. And this is where there's two ways people make decisions, right? The first way is what's the best financial decision. When it comes to a financial decision on emergency funds, Twenty to fifty thousand dollars is plenty. Sure, right. that that's one offs; they'll be fine. I like to edge more towards the fifty, simply because a roof is forty fifty thousand dollars itself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that we have those 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 items covered. But some people also make decisions based on what's going to sleep them better at night. Right. right. And yeah. so for this client, two hundred thousand dollars is what their operating always was. So two hundred thousand dollars just oh. makes them feel safer in retirement. Yeah. And that's fine as long as you know the trade offs. I mean, like Matt was saying, what are the top three investments? Well, there's the top three investments are going to be very subjective to your specific situation. And so it's not that some investment is quote unquote better than something else. It's that this, this investment has a certain level of trade-offs mm-hmm. and this other investment has different trade-offs, which ones are the ones that you really care about and which trade-offs are you willing to compromise to be able to get those goals. So the financial side of this, what's best or or what's standard it kind of goes out the window when it comes to retirement. You need to make sure that you're matching both the financial objectives with the sleep better at night objectives.
1: Yeah, someone once told me that, you know, uh, financial planning is 60% behavioral and 40% financial. I don't know if that's true for every situation, but boy, there's sure that, uh, you know, emotional aspect to it. I want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, the Consumer Advocate. Thank you for joining us, spending your Saturday morning with us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio, and with me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time, and we're going through some tips how to get from a C-plus to an A-plus, which I should have paid attention in school, but nevertheless, (laughs) maybe I can straighten out my finances after listening to the show here today. All right, here's number three. This is a biggie, diversification of assets. We talk about having just a bunch of stocks is not diversification, guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, diversification when it comes to simply the stock market is hoping you don't have all of your money in just one stock. Uh that that's every planner's nightmare to see. Uh but divers diversification of assets, looking at different asset classes, you want to consider taking advantage of other options to grow your money for retirement. So other asset classes, some people might quickly throw out things like stocks or bonds or cash equivalents, real estate commodities. Ben and I like to look at things with kind of three different overall categories. And there's a lot that can go into these. But we look at every investment as being Potentially liquid or illiquid, safe or not safe, and by safe I mean you can lose your principal. And then we look at, at it for growth. This is this something that traditionally outpaces inflation, or is that not the reason for this particular investment? So every investment can have two out of the three of those qualities. So some some investments can be growth and liquid. Some are growth and safe, but you give up liquidity. And some things are liquid and uh, safe as well. So we like to look at these three different mixtures. And, and, and there's a lot of investments in there, but you want to make sure you're diversified amongst those three different uh, high level uh, asset classes.
0: Well, that's where it kind of changes into retirement. When you're in your twenties, you're diversifying for risk. You're going into tech and large cap, small cap international. When you get to retirement, you still need to diversify for risk, but you need to now diversify for purpose. And that's where you might need to have a safe liquid account. That's your emergency fund. That's Mm -hmm. your short-term income. And so all of that kind of plays a role. Yeah, $200,000, right? $200,000. <laughs> sure if that's you, that's fine. As long as you don't have $220,000 to your name, $200,000 <laughs> is fine to be under be the a pillow. huge chunk of your overall asset <laughs> yeah. balance. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other side of this is managing debts. So that's another area that we need to maximize when it comes to you know, creating a, a more efficient retirement plan. And uh, this is another one that tends to be a relative fallacy. We'll have some clients come to us and say, oh, I'm paying an extra payment on my mortgage every month. And we'll say, okay, that's that's fine. What's your mortgage interest rate? Oh, three and a quarter. Well, you got CDs right now earning almost 6%, and you're paying an extra payment on an interest at three and a quarter. Yeah, And so this goes back again to the sleep better at night decision or financially minded decision. So there is good debt and there's bad debt. Mm-hmm. We're talking consumer debts like credit cards. Those need to be paid off. Absolutely. 21% interest charge is... <laughs> not something that you want to be messed around with. Yeah. Uh, car loans sometimes can get pretty high too, 15, 16% on a car loan. Uh, if we're talking mortgage, a lot of times mortgage, you're fine just to ride that thing out and use those funds to actually invest and you will have a net higher benefit coming to you. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind. You also can write off mortgage interest on a primary residence. So you would also lose a tax deduction by paying off the mortgage earlier. Yeah. So uh, keep in mind, there are some good debts that you can manage, but get rid of the bad debts.
2: Yeah. And, and, and let me finish off this segment just with the, the glaring one that I, most people think of right away, and that's simply maximizing your contributions, right? Especially as you're approaching retirement, if you need some ground to make up, we do have catch-up uh, levels if you're 50 years or older for your uh, 401k, or your retirement at work you can go from 22 5000 up to 30000 if you're 50 years or uh, years or older so um something something maximize your 401k is the one thing you have to realize is when you walk away and you go into retirement you're not putting any more in we have to structure to take out so so let's let's get a let's get a budget while you're still working in those uh in that red zone so that we can uh, contribute as much as we can to, to kick you off right and you know it's for these reasons and so many others that Ben and I always set aside ten slots every single week for our listeners to give a call and sit down with us. We can sit down in person or we can sit down virtually. If there's one thing that COVID taught us, it's how to have a very quality, high quality virtual meeting. Uh, And we'll sit down and we'll go over these keys to retirement success. What do we need to do to get your score up to that A plus and whatever steps we need to take to get you there, we will work with you and we'll work with you throughout your entire retirement. That's what we do. That's what SoundPath is all about. So if you call now, uh, get into one of those uh, slots. If you get the uh, voicemail, please leave us a message. One of our folks will get back to you uh, and we will, we will set up a time that works also. So, if you call and get an appointment, you will get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. Um, and that'll give you some great insight into the way we think. And we'll look forward to sitting down and having a really productive meeting.
1: All right, great advice, Matt. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. 877 249 Folks, advice like this shows you how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. That phone number again, 877 877- 6900 leave your name and number and we'll get back to you first thing on monday morning all right we're going to take a short break uh what do you guys want to do next should we keep going with these
0: yeah let's keep going through some of these pieces that we need to build an a-plus retirement plan
1: welcome on into the show welcome back this is sound path for retirement I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. They're here to help you take charge of your money. I want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us on this Veterans Day. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And each week we talk about things that we know you have on your mind as a retiree or a pre-retiree in that red zone. We talk about whether it's uh, asset protection, long-term care strategies, life insurance, and so much more. So let's get going. We have a few more keys to help you build that A-plus retirement. Now, of course, each situation is different, and you might have specific questions in mind. What you should do is jot them down. Make sure you bring them in when you sit down with Ben and Matt one-on-one. Now we have some more, and we have a bonus tip at the end to solidify that A-plus retirement port card. So I'm going to pick up where we left off. A-plus never happened in my uh, high school or college career. So (laughs) I'm hoping for an A plus here. All right, let's talk about this one. This is a biggie too. Maximizing your social security benefits. Yeah. Now
0: maximizing it will be different for every client. So if we look at social security in a vacuum, this is how most people view it, then it makes sense to draw at 70. Even with the expected 70% of what Social Security is going to be here in 2033, you know, however, the math changes for the yeah, government I think side. They've changed it
2: changes in 2035 now. It's, it's whatever day you
0: wake up. It's, it changes. <laughs> They're really bad at math. But even if the Social Security gets dropped, then 70 still makes the most amount of sense for most people, again, in a vacuum. And the reason being is Social Security grows from 62 to full retirement age at 5% per year. And then from full retirement age to 70 at about 8% per year. And it's also inflation adjusted. So if you were, let's say, 67 years old last year and you delayed Social Security, you got an 8% increase to the Social Security value for the delay. Plus inflation was over 8%. So you got a 16% increase on your Social Security by just delaying it for a year. Mm-hmm. That's huge. You know, this year we have Social Security is increasing by 3% for next year. And so if you delayed, then again, that's an 11% increase, which is fantastic. So again, vacuum looking, social security at 70, as long as you live past age 81, makes sense. Now, another issue here, though, is if you wait until 70, and let's say you retire at 62, well, you're going to need to draw income from somewhere. And so that's going to be from your assets. So the balance on maximizing your social security is going to be first, how much do your assets need to be depleted before you start taking social security? And is that a concern for you? If it is, then you start taking Social Security sooner, understanding it is not quote unquote optimal on the Social Security itself, but it's optimal for your overall portfolio. Second is that Social Security draw is a forced taxable event. You will be taxed on your Social Security up to 85% of it. So if you're looking at doing things like Roth conversions or tax efficiencies, Social Security drawing right at retirement is probably not a great idea because you are forcing higher tax brackets to yourself. So make sure that you're looking at the tax elements of it as well as you start to, to build this through. But maximizing it is going to play a big role in, a, in an income plan for everybody,
2: regardless on if it's something that's going to be a major source of your income or not. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's move on from there and look at long term care and life insurance, the things that people love to talk about. And I say that. With a spiritual gift of sarcasm, um, long-term care and life insurance. The, the, these are things that no, they're not fun to talk about, but they are very important for for retirement. Um, I'll just say from a from a top level. People ask me all the time, Matt, do you think long-term care is important? And you think life insurance is really important? I say it's important. It doesn't mean I'm suggesting it for you. It you know, it's still important to discuss, but it's different for everybody. So let me just say the key reasons to have life insurance and long-term care. Life insurance is this. Really, it's if if one of you in, in a couple were to pass, number one reason is to make sure the surviving spouse still has – a lifestyle, you know, with some some form of semblance that they had before, they can still afford to pay their bills. Right. Think about this: if uh, if one person passes, the person that's left will lose any pensions that don't have survivorship attached to them. Mm-hmm. They will lose the lower of the two social securities, and their tax bracket will change. And that's something a lot of people forget to think about. Right. Um, they're going to go from married filing jointly, which is a pretty wonderful tax filing, to you know, single yeah. again. So. Now, if you do the numbers and the other person says, no, that's totally fine. I can live just fine with that. Right. Okay. Yep. Well, then, then maybe save your money uh, you know, and, and don't spend that monthly premium on life insurance. If not, then that's where life insurance comes in. Uh, long-term care, the main problem long-term care solving is the issue where a sick spouse bankrupts the healthy spouse uh, due to long-term care medical needs. And so these are things we have to look at and we'll talk about them. And if there's something that needs to be a part of your plan, then we, then that is what affects our income talk uh, and, and everything else we talk about for investments. We, we need to see what you need and how to budget.
0: Absolutely. And so next, now these, these next ones are, are really big. They can drain significant amount of retirement assets if not properly planned for so the first one is what we've already talked about a couple times before, but it has to do with tax planning. Now, again, I've said this multiple times, but this is the one that's typically left by the wayside. If you go a, to your financial advisor and say, hey, what am I going to do for taxes in the long run? How do I minimize my tax exposure? A lot of times they'll say, oh, that you know, that sounds like a CPA question. Go talk to your CPA. Mm-hmm. They go to their CPA and the CPA says, this has everything to do with your investments. Go back and talk to your financial advisor. And so these people keep punting back and forth. And it kind of makes sense. If you're talking to an advisor who does pie chart philosophies, so they are just structuring you for diversification of assets. They don't really know what your income is going to be in 10 years. They're drawing it off of whatever the market can end up supporting. So mm-hmm. they just don't know. Yeah. And so they're going to tell you, well, let's just do headroom. Let's just convert while you're in the 22% bracket, some money into Roth and you know, hope for the best. The, and this is where the game fundamentally changes. At retirement, you both need to structure consistency of income, but you still need growth. And again, that's where Matt and I specialize is we make sure that we build out a plan to age 100, knowing where the income's coming from, how much it's coming and what the tax might be from that income draw. So that way we can look and say, okay, well, this is what your tax brackets are going to be looking like here in the future, assuming they stay where they are now. If they go up, then you're more exposed. So let's start looking at very specific tax strategies to minimize what that exposure looks like. And so don't let taxes go by the wayside. Make sure that you know what you're drawing, when you're drawing it, how you're drawing it, and what you're doing for long-term tax relief, or else you're going to be giving most likely hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on your situation
1: Mm. in excess taxes. Yeah. You know, absolutely you don't want to get blindsided that's that's for sure and here's that phone number eight seven seven two four nine six nine zero zero eight seven seven two four nine sixty nine hundred so let's see here's the next one guys Healthcare.
2: oh yeah i mean p- p- part of our you know what i was just talking about before ben uh was long-term care and and things like that H- Healthcare is is something you you can't ignore you can't none of us you know can, can afford to ignore this in, in retirement uh However, you know, looking at it, some people think, well, uh, you know, should I um, should I take my money up front? Here, here's a very common thing that we've talked about on the show before. Should I take more of my money up front to enjoy my travel years? Um, and and I won't need as much when I'm, you know, sitting at home watching Wheel of Fortune, eating cupcakes and uh, you know, and and being lazy. And and we say, well, first of all, you know, congrats on the travel, but no, because later in life, uh, generally healthcare costs go up. So these are things that we have to look at. There's certain costs that I I say you have to look at that they they could grow in the future. Um, Ben was just talking about taxes. When people ask us, Matt, do you think taxes will go up in the future? I go, yeah, you need to plan on it. Well, healthcare is also going to go up in the future. I think Ben's you know Ben's talked about the you know the inflation of healthcare before on the show and he, and he's right the cost of healthcare is going to increase more as time goes on than the cost of gas uh, it, it just is and so these are things we have to plan for overall there's going to be changes to medicare that could come up changes to medicaid that could come up work with a professional that keeps up on the changes in healthcare and can plan your your plan accordingly and this is one of the key reasons why we reevaluate our plans every single year because there are changes that need to come up and we stay on top of it.
0: Well, and there's also the other side of this healthcare conversation, which is you know make sure you are planning for healthcare issues here in the future, but also don't let healthcare be the reason why you're not going to retire. So I have some clients who they'll tell me, "Yep, I'm retiring at 65," and I'll go, "Okay, well, what's the what's the reason for 65?" And they say, "Well, that's where Medicare comes into play." Yeah, you go, "Well, that's true. Medicare is a very affordable." healthcare system and it comes in at 65 but if you're 62 and you have enough assets to be able to structure consistency of income taking into consideration inflation and taxes and all these things well then no don't let that be an object uh, it's a barrier for your retirement simply because we have no idea how long we're going to be healthy yeah and so you don't want to give up 3 years of healthy travel and enjoying with family simply because Medicare comes in at a 65 date. Yeah, if you could afford it, you, if could you afford can it. afford it. Retire earlier. And then that way, yeah, it makes sense. Let's front load the plan for a little bit more money so that you can cover the open market cost of healthcare, which typically is about $1,000 per month per person. It's not cheap, but if we have the asset base, don't let that be an artificial barrier for you. Sure. Uh, now, the the next one here, the next point, is seeking out advice from a professional. A lot of times people will be hesitant to talk to a professional because this isn't their wheelhouse. Financial matters is not something that they spent a career developing. And so there might be some embarrassment that they just don't know a lot of stuff about the financial world. Other times clients will say, well, I'm doing my own stock investing and I'm doing a really good job with it. So why would I even need a financial professional? And, you know, the answer to this is typically the same. It's it's planning is if you don't know what you're doing in, in the financial world that's perfectly fine. That is 99% of the people out there. Then create a plan and a financial professional will help you with the plan and help match what your goals are with the investments that are out there. If you know what you're doing and you are perfectly happy doing your own stock investing, well, that's great. Let's make sure that you have the right long-term focus that you have covering inflation. You've got um, taxes covered, all those areas to complement what you're currently doing. And that's where, again, Matt and I specialize. And we are not percent management advisors, meaning that we are not trying to hoard all of the client's assets into one spot so we can charge 1% of asset base. We charge an hourly rate based on the time it takes for us to do what people ask us to do. I feel that is significantly more best interest for clients than a percent management fee, and it's a lot more flexible. So if you just want somebody to have a, a quick view of what you're looking at, and if there's any quick changes that you can make while you're doing your own self-management, hourly rate advisor is going to be your best bet for that. If you have no idea what you're doing and you want somebody to help manage it, as long as you have over, let's say $400,000 in total investable assets, an hourly rate advisor will typically be more cost efficient than a percent management guy. Now, if this sounds interesting to you, anything we've covered here where we're talking about healthcare and taxes and income planning, and you're going, well, you know, I would like to have a second set of eyes on this, or I don't even know where to start. Shoot us a call. Matt and I leave a couple spots open to make sure that we can have these conversations with radio listeners, completely complimentary for this first meeting to go through. What do we do? How do we help? And what's your situation? What can we do to help maximize your benefit and make retirement be more seamless, more stress-free for you than it might be otherwise? Now, when you call, you're going to get sent to voicemail. We don't have employees working on the weekends, so leave a message. And Monday morning, we'll shoot you a call. We'll get you scheduled either in person or remote with either Matt or myself, and we'll get that first step started on creating that plan for you.
1: All right, great advice. But here's that number: eight seven seven two four nine six nine zero zero. What are you waiting for? No cost or no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial picture. You deserve a more confident plan to retire, stress-free peace of mind. Our goal to show here is to help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about, how it may apply to your own situation? Get a hold of the team 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. 877 877- two four nine six nine zero zero how about this guys we're going to do questions next but before that we promised that bonus tip so you got the bonus tip all lined up for us ready to go yep all right it's coming up next don't go away we'll be right back welcome back to the show the show is sound path retirement i'm your consumer advocate gary nolan with us each week at this time is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. And a little bit about Ben and Matt. They're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And we thank you for joining <laughs> us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio on Veterans Day. And we're going to get to our questions in just a moment. But, you know, one thing that we do on this show, if we make a promise, we deliver our promise. So we do have that that bonus tip. So, guys, uh, what is the what is the bonus tip?
0: The bonus tip here is to review and make revisions to your plan as necessary. The thing is that you want a retirement plan that's going to be stable and consistent so your income can be stable. But the the fact is that most people's retirements are going to be decades long. So your plan needs to be able to be flexible to change as the world changes around you. So make sure that you are reviewing these things constantly. And especially things like we'll say taxes. We don't even know what taxes are going to be like in six months. So having a plan that's building you for decades with a tax plan, it needs to be revised as tax tax law changes. So all these types of things need to be reviewed regularly and done very specific to your situation.
1: Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Susan, it's Samamish. I've been panicking about the forecasted recession. I even pushed my retirement date out because of the uncertainty in the air. Is there anything I could do to maximize the window of five to six years standing between myself and my retirement or any insight that you have? would ease my mind. All right, Susan, walk down to the nearest pharmacy. No, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) That might help too. But what do we have? Seriously, what do we have for Susan? She's got a little bit of a time horizon left there, I guess, guys.
2: Sure. Well, and and Susan, you're not alone. And anyone who's driving or listening right now uh, on the radio or listening on the podcast, if if you've been panicking about the economy, you're you're, you're not alone. Um, Pushing retirement dates off, even there, you're not alone. I've had a number of people recently, Susan, tell me that, hey, I, I was thinking about retiring at the end of this year. I'm thinking about going another, you know, three to five years. And we start to look at that and brainstorm. Um, there, there, there's, a, there's three main things that I play with uh, to see when retirement might be the, the right decision for you. And we don't want to do it with fear, but we want to look at what's going on in the economy. So here's three things that Ben and I will look at. Uh, w- w- these are three variables where you can give us two of the variables and we'll tell you what the third one is. So we can play with this almost like a chart. Uh, someone could say, okay, I'm not going to work a day past six years from now. And so you can give me a retirement date right? Uh, I'm walking out on that day and no one's stopping me, okay? And then based on how much you've already got saved that we would know, you could say, uh, and I'm going to give X amount of dollars every year contributed to my, my retirement. Uh, can you tell me how much income I can have uh, in my retirement, safely, conservatively speaking? Well, sure, because I'll know how much you have and I'll know when you're walking away, we, we can figure it out. Someone else could say, okay, I can tell you I need to make this amount every month in my retirement, and I can work for six more years. Well, then I can tell you the other one. I can tell you how much you need to put away every year for the rest of your working time uh, so that you can get there. So basically, we can play with two out of those three variables. So, Susan, what I'd say is as opposed to making any decision just based on fear, even though I fully get it, I understand. Let's sit down, see where you're at, play with the variables – And let's tell you whether it's five years, six years, four years, three
1: years. And let's tell you how much you need to save in order to get there and feel safe. So let's plan that out for you, Susan. All right. Going to give you the phone number in just a moment, Susan. Thank you for your question, Larry and Lyndon. I'm 65 at the earnings peak. I'm not planning to retire anytime soon. Is it a bad idea to use my Roth IRA for a $42,000 home maintenance and building project? Building a nursery for my grandchild. That's really nice. All right. Thanks for your help. Love what you guys do to help people on the show each week. I don't know about this. What do you guys think?
0: Well, there's a couple factors that are going to be involved here, and it does come down to the the overall plan and the overall scope. I mean, the good thing about the Roth is as long as it's been open for five years, then that money's going to be tax-free that you can take from. And I'm assuming that's the reason why you're thinking of doing it, because you're at an earnings peak, so you're making a lot of money. Uh, the issue is that you're kind of robbing from yourself on future tax increases by taking the 42000 now at sixty five. So assuming that you live to where most people live, which is 85, so you've got 20 years, and that $42,000 staying invested in stocks compounding will have multiples of itself by the time that you hit that 85. And so taking it out now, you are robbing quite a bit of future growth. And it's also money that would go to maybe this grandchild that you're building the nursery for tax free mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm hesitant to say yeah that's a good idea. I'd be more inclined uh, depending on your home situation of you taking out a home equity line of credit of 42,000 to be able to do that or saving it aside doing a construction loan and then since you're at the earnings peak just reserving some of that money aside, I'd, I'd prefer you to keep your tax advantaged tax advantaged as opposed to using it too early. Yeah,
1: Larry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey Larry, uh let it get get a hold of uh, Ben and Matt Susan too uh because they can work that out for you and uh, maybe they can find some other ways Larry for you to uh to fund this. So here you go. Here's that phone number. It is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies will get back to you. First thing on Monday morning. And by the way, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Lieberger. Thanks for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio on this Veterans Day. All right. Uh, great question so far. Let's get to Brett in Bellevue. Should I purchase an indexed universal life insurance plan so I can take out loans later when I retire that are tax or exempt or save my money retirement in a Roth IRA? Does the life insurance have higher fees in comparison to paying tax on the Roth IRA. Hear a lot about these universal life insurance policies lately, don't we?
2: Yeah, yeah, this conversation comes up more and more uh, with folks I meet. People are becoming more aware of them. Uh, and it is something that we talk about in, in our planning sessions with with everyone who sits down with us. So if you haven't heard about that and you sit down with us, I will discuss, uh, so will Ben, IULs, index Universal Lifes, and different ways to make those policies work for you in retirement. Uh, for those who may not know what's being asked here, uh, what Brett is asking, an, an Index Universal Life is a life insurance policy that some people will use mainly for an investment uh, tool, as opposed to the they're not really buying it per se for the death benefit entirely itself entirely
0: for an investment yeah
2: and 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 there, there's some there's some really good parts to this and some really good reasons to do it and there's still some trickiness you don't want to do this alone you want to have a professional work with you um what what this does is you can you know put in your money uh it you know after tax money goes into paying the premiums for this uh universal life policy and as uh as proceeds and interest grow on that, you can take loans. They call them loans, although technically you never have to pay them back. Uh, so these are tax-free loans to yourself, um, and you can withdraw that benefit all the way down to where it hits the death benefit level. And if you get there, to stop, wait for it to percolate back up is one of my clients likes to use the word percolate and then you can begin to take these loans again so when you look at it you're putting in after-tax dollars into this policy you're withdrawing uh, tax-free dollars and you know when you when you pass it goes your beneficiaries of course tax-free what does that sound like it kind of sounds like a Roth doesn't it so this is a way that some people will put money into Roth especially if they're earning too much um, to really uh, you know, in, in, invest in you know tax-free investments as they would like. Now, here, here's the issue, Brett. You want to be really careful. And for anyone listening, if you do that and you're trying to think, should I do this or should I do a Roth? There's a few things to look at. How much time do you have that you're going to build this up? Because um, if you're not careful and you use an index universal life to build up kind of your own bank, um, if you're not careful, it could be, you know, uh, basically stamped as a MEC. And a MEC stands for Modified Endowment Contract. So a life insurance policy has to meet what they call the seven pay test. So this is a test that calculates annual premiums uh, of a life insurance, uh, how much would need to be paid up in seven years if you're going to pay off the life insurance policy and do nothing more. Uh, If you overfund it in that time and go past that seven pay test, uh, it's It's stamped as a mech and you can never take those tax-free draws. So all that to say is a little more complicated than just saying which one has a better tax benefit. Uh, it's saying sit down with Ben or myself and let's look at your situation, how much time you have and how we can structure it best for you. Yeah.
0: Well, and Also the purpose of that account, because an in index universal life, you can't lose because of the market growth. Yeah. So you can gain based on some market participation, but you won't lose when the markets go down. So it's usually structured for an income for clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A Roth IRA can be structured for income for clients, but a lot of times that's going to be going to your beneficiaries and Roth IRAs will have typically significantly less fees depending on your investment choice than an index universal life. So depending on what purpose or what goal you have will depend,
1: will determine whether an IUL or a Roth makes sense for you. Mm. Wow. I was going to say, yeah, how complicated these things can be. And that's why you need to sit down with Ben and Matt, because you you lost me there for a little bit, but I think I caught on. (laughs) Richard and Redman, I have a meeting scheduled with you next week in preparing for the meeting. I found an anomaly, a little background. I'm 64 years old still working. My company doesn't have a 401k. My IRA is a little over a million. And I just found out that my annual fee is more than my contribution. What is happening here?
0: Oh, yes, Richard. This is uh, is a common one that we see with clients of that type of asset size. So you probably had the advice from an advisor to roll over your previous 401ks into this IRA. And most likely, this is an advisor that's charging percent management fees. So if you have just over a million dollars and they're charging you 1%, then you're likely being charged $10,000 or more in annual fees, and that doesn't include the investment fees. And so if you're doing contributions to the IRA, then yeah, your your fees are higher than what you can actually contribute into that, that vehicle. And this is kind of the reason why Matt and I talk about this saying that if you hit a certain threshold of asset balance, it makes significantly more sense to look at hourly rate advisors than it does a percent management advisor. Uh, so when you come in, you know, bring the statement, we'll take a look and see if it is what I think it is that it's not like a variable annuity that's draining your account or or some other kind of bad investment, but that it is advisor fees. And then we'll take a look at the investments themselves. So fees is something you have to definitely make sure you keep track of in retirement. You don't want to be paying needless fees. And there's really very little reason for a client to be paying $10,000 in fees to an advisor.
2: If you're out there and Richard's questions, Larry, Susan, Brett, if, if any of these ring true to you yourself, or they've sparked other questions in your mind, um, this is the time we're going to open the phone lines again. Give us a call, get on our calendar. Uh, if you call us, Ben and I, we will sit down, and meet with you completely complimentary. Uh, keep your checkbook in your pocket. That's not what we're meeting for. And one thing that we promise to do is try to use as clear talk as possible. As you've listened to some of these questions and answers, some of them are complicated, but we're going to try to simplify it for you. And we're going to create a plan, and we're going to go through five main areas of planning with you. We sit down, we look at income planning, tax planning, uh, insurance planning, and uh, then we'll look at estate planning, and then finally investment planning. And all of that is to create a clear, comprehensive, coherent, um, single-page distribution strategy for your retirement plan. So give us a call. Uh, if you get voicemail, Ben's finally given our people you know the weekends off, other than myself and Gary, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but uh, leave us a voicemail. Somebody's going to give you a call back, and we'll get you on our calendar. We can meet in person in Bellevue, or over on the west side, uh, and we can also meet virtually. If you call now, you get a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. So call us up. We look forward to talking with you.
1: I I was going to say Ben's buying breakfast, isn't he? I would hope. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I think so. Absolutely. All right, seriously, this is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan call right now we still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week and remember the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation nothing to lose everything to gain 877-249-6900 that's the number to call get on the calendar folks they'll be getting back to you first thing on monday morning the folks at soundpath retirement strategies 877-249-6900 it right now while you're thinking about it. Well, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics and new questions right here on Sound Path to Retirement with Ben and Matt. Guys, always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary.
2: All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath, retirement strategies, and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. Soundpath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through Soundpath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.